Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome into another edition of the 615 Sessions podcast. Been a while since we've had the opportunity to catch up, but... You know, holiday season comes around. Everybody's schedules get a little scattered, but a big game, a must-discuss with the Titans traveling up to Philadelphia on Saturday for a Sunday afternoon, Week 13 game. It's going to be a fun one. You're going to hear from Bud Dupree and ESPN NFL analyst Mina Kimes on this particular game today. Quick injury updates as well that we have for you coming out of Friday's practice. But before we get to any of that, I got to remind you that the 615% easy for me to say, I got to remind you that the 615 Sessions podcast is presented by Two Rivers Ford. They are the best in the business. There is no question they go above and beyond to make sure that you have a fast, easy, and fun car buying experience. It's never as fun as it is right now when the 2023 models are on the lot and in stock for you to test drive, for you to take home, for you to experience for yourself what it is to be a customer at Two Rivers Ford. Their customer service is award-winning, and they are always there with you, with the non-commissioned sales staff, to make sure that you enjoy what it is that you're going through as you search for your next new or pre-owned vehicle. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Okay, so let's start with Titans linebacker Bud Dupree. You'll hear from Mina Kimes for a little bit right after that, courtesy of the interviews that we did on my radio show on 104.5 The Zone. Then we're going to come back and talk about some guys who are not going to be available in this game due to injury. Let's start with Bud. Man, what's happening? How y'all doing? Man, we're living well. What's uh, what's the vibe like over there right now before practice? Man, vibe is good. You know, we're ready to go out here and... Ready to go out here, man, and continue to get to work. Uh, you know, it's a great week of preparation, man, going against the number one team uh, in the NFL. So, you know, it's always fun when you got great competition going against great players. So, it's an exciting week and also another exciting Sunday. Absolutely. So, for you, what what was it like to kind of get back out there, get in the mix of things? Man, it was great, man. I'm just trying to, uh, you know, build games like I can. You know, since I got here, man, I've been kind of on a, a bumpy road and uh, – I just need to, um, it's just fun to be out there and, and coming back another week and um, being healthy again and uh, get back in the groove, man. And uh, I'm excited to continue stacking days and continue to stack games and uh, look forward to the things ahead. So, I mean, obviously those things are, are beyond uh, beyond your control, bud. Like nobody controls what their what their body is going to do at any given point. But how, how have you kind of managed that situation? I know it's probably similar that the ACL is a significant injury that takes some time and, mm-hmm and requires some kind of mental kind of compartmentalization as you go through that. But what's that been like yeah. for you this year? Because obviously, you know, to deal with two different hip injuries is kind of a – I imagine it's got to be a giant pain. Man, for sure. So, you know, just coming back from your ACL injury, you know, that, that's, that, that puts your – stressing your body, a lot of conversation going on. So, 
you know, uh, within that time, man, you develop habits that's not normal that you normally don't do, you know, for for conversation purposes. And man, uh, you know, that that's what brought up, you know, my my recent injuries, you know, that I've been having. And, you know, just kind of control the controllables. Like like you just said, you stated, man, I'm just going out every day just trying to be the best and, you know, continue to do the rehab that they, that they provide me with. Also, you know, just doing my own rehab outside of the football facility. And, man, hopefully, you know, uh, knock on wood, you know, that, that'll be the last little bump and bruise. No question. So they, I know they were they were happy to have you back out there, and, and I know you were happy to get back out there with your teammates. The, the Bengals, obviously, you guys did so well to hold them down. And obviously, Burrow is a spectacular quarterback. They, at, at, those guys are pro athletes, too. They make plays when the time comes comes to it. But from from one opponent to the next, this seems like as complete an mm-hmm. offense, but as, as you guys collectively had have, have had the opportunity to go up against. What kind of excites you about the challenge? Yeah. Man, first of all, you know, uh, Jalen Hurts is, going, is phenomenal right now. Uh, the O-line is doing good. So, you know, it's another test for us uh, defensively. You know, every time we get a chance to go against a dominant O-line, you know, it's, it's, it's always a plus. You know, we get to go out and compete against that aspect. But, you know, A.J. Brown, man, him being here, man, you know, he's going to try to play his hardest. You know, we're excited to play against him. When you practice against someone all the time, you're probably excited to play him in the game. So we know he'll try to give us his best shot. And, uh, you know, that'll be a fun thing to watch. So you bring up Jalen Hurts, bud, and I, I was I was watching them uh, a couple of different games this year, getting ready for obviously your guys's game against them, and the how quickly he takes off, even when it looks like he's yeah. initially intending to drop back to pass. Like I almost wonder, bud, if they're telling him, "Hey, if you see space, just go," because a lot of times he's not even <laughs> not even hitting his back foot; he just runs. Man, for sure. And that lets you know that this type of playmaker that he is, you know, he wants to put his team in the in the best position that he possibly can. And uh and then when those situations presents himself, he comes right away and he lets you and he makes them pay for it, especially if you don't have good, great rush lanes and people everybody running up the field and uh you know, not really taking accountability that he is a very fast and elusive guy. So you come in thinking he's not fast and thinking he's slipping, you can catch him and you got another thing coming. When do you ever, Bud Dupree, Titans linebacker, here with us on 1045 The Zone? When do you ever see an NFL offense run a quarterback draw on third and six? Well, them. Yeah, and the I'm Ravens, saying. what, two years ago? Yeah, <laughs> them and I, the Ravens two years ago. So, man, uh, no, that's just that just tells you right there how much support and uh, trust that they have in him to make those big plays in crunch time situations. So, man, hats out to him for you know, earning that trust and earning that responsibility. And, uh, you know, we're excited to go out here, man, and present ourselves to him, you know, and have a great game. It, it'll certainly be a fun matchup, just as it was this past weekend. Uh, Titans and Eagles coming up this Sunday, a noon central kickoff. Of course, you can hear that right here on 104.5 The Zone with Coach Mack and Mike Keith. Uh, the So, when, when it comes to stopping the run, bud, it, it doesn't – I don't think it takes a – takes a doctorate to be able to understand you either uh, you either get blocked either they're blocking things correctly and they're able to execute their run game or you guys are doing a, a good enough job of shedding those blocks disrupting and doing your jobs to stop the run obviously this was uh, this past game was not a it was not a crazy performance by a team on the ground but they were doing enough to make hay with their ground game and allow them to have a little bit of a counterpunch to what it is that burrow and their offense, uh, their offense likes to do. Now you have Philadelphia, who runs as a mean, as a primary means for their offense to set up all yep. the things that they do so efficiently with the pass. So, 
for you guys, yeah. based off like the maybe not necessarily just the Packers game, but you have to you have to kind of pay attention when when you know a team is putting up almost 360 oh, yards sure. on the ground <laughs> that way. For sure. What kind of stand stands out about the different ways that they attack their or they approach their rushing attack? Oh uh, man, like you said, you just kind of stated it up front, man. Uh, man, they trying to run the ball to to get you off your game. They want to run the ball to make you real heavy, then they gonna go on the edges. Uh, if you're if you're not playing sound football, man, or trying to do your own thing, out there, man, they gonna make you pay. Those guys are, you know, exposing people, you know, week in and week out. And uh, just when they, in those tight games, at the end of the games, they're still coming through and they're exposing guys at the end of the game. So, no, man, we just got to stay, you know, stay together on the field, you know, you know, uh, and knowing that, you know, the big plays that we are, that we really want to make, you know, is going to be coming from team ball. And uh, the more we play team ball, the better we'll have opportunity on this game that we're coming out on Sunday. It's certainly a successful formula for you guys so far. Bud Dupree, kind enough to give us some of his time before he heads out on the practice field. Thanks, Bud. Continued uh, health and success, my guy. I appreciate it. I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all be blessed. This is as fun a schematic matchup as is on the board this weekend. In a weekend full of fantastic games, I wonder what what jumps off the page to you initially when you uh, when you look forward to a game like the Titans at the Eagles. Well, you know, I had earmarked this game, I want to say, actually, when the Eagles are still undefeated, um, just because I felt like the Titans matched up with them pretty well on both sides of the ball. And I still feel that way. Um, but I do think that uh, there are some things that the Titans have to fix, particularly on offense, to stay competitive in this one. And then on defense, you know, I'm very curious to hear, maybe you guys can update me on Autry's status, but I, I, I'm curious uh, to see how they approach a matchup that's very different from the ones they faced thus far this season. You guys know this has been one of, if not the best, run defenses in the NFL. But with the Eagles, uh, you know, having an extra runner in Jalen Hurts, it, it adds a different dimension, and I think could force them to make some adjustments on that side of the ball. Well, certainly, and and as you mentioned, the the, the personnel additions that the because I remember seeing that clip uh, going around from from NFL Live, and obviously you can watch. NFL Live weekdays. They have an incredible cast. It's great discussion. They're even getting shouts out from uh, shout outs from LeBron James in their spare time. You guys are killing it right now, Mina. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. But with the uh, with the additional with basically uh, Howie Roseman, I guess just uh, somebody telling uh, him asking somebody, hey, who who is who weighs three hundred pounds and is still available on the free agent market? Let's go ahead and put them in the middle of the defense while we await Jordan Davis's return. Uh, the the Titans' offense is such a. It, it is a frustration for several years at this point, Mina, because they're, they're so counterculture and they still find ways to win games anyway. And I know the thing that you have spent a lot of time discussing, no matter what their offense looks like, the ability to capitalize in the red zone has been a staple of what it is that they do. And all of a sudden we're looking around last Sunday and Cincinnati holds them over and they lose by four points, but the margin for error for them is just that slim. They cannot squander those opportunities if they arise against Philadelphia. And I wonder what you made of Cincinnati and the way that they were able to stop the Titans. Yeah, you know, red zone is funny because usually it's it, it, there's a little bit of luck involved, right? Like teams who are really great in the red zone one year, it tends to regress the next year. But in the Mike Vrabel area, the tit- era, pardon me, the Titans have been top five in red zone efficiency every year. And by the way, that's when Derrick Henry was out. They did not have a decline in their efficiency. So it's not just Derrick Henry. So uh, to get blanked, obviously, you're going to lose, frankly, and yeah. the single biggest reason why they lost against Cincinnati. Um, and I, I would attribute it to a few things. Cincinnati, I thought, was actually 
more physical on the defensive line. Now, obviously, you guys know the Titans have been banged up uh, on their offensive line and didn't have Ben Jones in that game. But you saw on early downs when they ran the ball, uh, the Bengals had a ton of success, especially using those bare fronts. DJ Reader was a monster stopping the run. And then they were also really successful getting pressure without blitzing on early downs. So I think for Tennessee, what I'd like to see, and, and you know, I, I know you guys have a seem to have a love-hate relationship with Todd Downing down there, yeah. is a little bit more, um, I, I would say, surprise on early down, not just in the red zone, but more generally some tendency breakers. You know, I think over the last few weeks, you've seen a couple of those young pass catchers, Traylon Burks and Chigaquanko. I'm saying his name right, right? Chigaquanko. Oh, uh, okay, so I'm really high on him. That dude just comes down with the football. So yeah, he's I feel a stud. like, uh, you know, you're you're starting. It looked like such a weakness on this team, but actually, in recent weeks, you're seeing, hey, these pass catchers are pretty dang good, and I'd like to see them get more involved on early downs. Yeah, they came out that way against the Broncos. It was it was bizarre to watch them pass on first down so much, and people were starting to, you know, if you don't run Derrick Henry enough here, people start to lose their minds and pull their hair out, even if it's not the most efficient way, because that's just the nature of uh, of the way that people perceive things. But I, I would absolutely agree with that assessment. The Eagles' offense as complete as any in football this year? Um, you know, I actually don't think so. Okay. Uh, you know, because just because we haven't really. They've been tested, but we haven't seen them play from behind very much. And, of course, it is an offense that's built to play with a lead because of how good they are running the football. Now, they do have a bunch of change-ups. If you take away the run, stack a box against them, I'm curious to see how Titans approach that, given that they tend to play with light boxes. Um, you know, they can kill you with RPOs, with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. So they are very complete, but I don't think they're as complete or as dominant as, say, the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, something to keep in mind. Mina Kimes. ESPN here with us, NFL Live weekdays. Check it out with the entire cast and crew. Um, at, with with Jalen Hurts, though, the the way that they work so much of this around him and his ability to recognize just open space, not just in the middle of the field when it comes to the passing game because obviously they're playing to his strengths there, but the way that he takes off before sometimes he even hits his back foot in the middle of his drop and just goes because he understands that he's going to be able to make a play there. Titans play so much man coverage on in their dime situations, particularly on third and six plus this year, Mina. I they we've seen Patrick Mahomes kill him that way. We saw Burrow take advantage a couple yeah. of times. I just I don't necessarily know what the answer to that is. I don't know if you, if you have a better one. Well, I definitely wouldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't play a ton of man against this team. Uh, for the obvious reasons. And then I wouldn't do what the Green Bay Packers did, which is play almost entirely sub packages, including on early downs, um, and just basically seed the run altogether. Frankly, I, I think with the Eagles, and this is not to diminish her to say that he's incapable of beating me this way, but you want to force him to beat you through the air. You want to try your luck with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith downfield. The, the Bucks had a lot of success doing that uh, last year in the playoffs. Now, this is a very different Eagles offense. Obviously, not just the addition of A.J. Brown, but also Jalen Hurts has progressed as a passer since then. But you can't let them kill you with, you know, seven to ten yards of pop on the ground the way Green Bay did. At Mina Kimes is where you can follow her. You can watch her on television, on the NFL Live, on First Take. She's everywhere. She's got, she's got takes. She's got analysis. She's one of the best in the business, and we're grateful that she uh, took a little time on this Friday. Mina, enjoy the football. Great conversations there, and uh, grateful to Mina and Bud for making themselves available to me this week. Going to go through the injury report and see who's in and out for this game on Sunday at Philadelphia. I'm flying up 
tomorrow morning as we tape this podcast and we'll experience my first game at the link, which should be fairly rowdy, one would imagine. But first, the 615 Sessions podcast is made possible by Superbook Sports. That's where you go to wager on all the action, no matter what season it is. They accept wagers on every major sport. You download the Superbook Sports app. You'll love the Cleasy clean, Cleasy clean and easy to use interface that they do provide. They even have the best odds boost and promo bets for your local teams as well as national teams if you choose to dabble in those. I've got a Tennessee tab in the app specifically for you to get those great odds boosts and promotions on the Titans, the Vols, the Preds, the Grizzlies, whomever you choose locally as well as every other major sport. So download the Superbook Sports app today. Go to Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, out for the Titans in this particular game, a couple of different players, some surprising, some not. Uh, Danico Autry, not a surprise. He will be unavailable. Cody Hollister has been ruled out for this game. Um, popped up on the injury report with a neck issue, limited on Wednesday, DNP Thursday and Friday, officially out. So uh, I assume that has something to do with the Reggie Robertson practice squad signing, and we'll see who the team elevates on Sunday for this game. Elijah Molden, also a bit of a setback with the groin, unfortunate, but you know he's missed so much time at this point, it's just, it's hard to really quantify what that kind of a loss means when you've had to live so much of this season without him. Notable, Randy Bullock, available to practice, full participant all week long. It's going to be his job as the kicker, assuming they green light him, and it looks like he has zero injury designation at this point. Ben Jones, also cleared from the concussion protocol, so the Titans center can get back in the mix of things. And that's a critical part. Their run game has really suffered without Ben in the lineup. I don't know if it's exclusively because Ben has not been in the lineup, but the offensive line does not look as effective executing the duo blocks, the combo blocks that they do so well to kind of get Derek to that fourth step and then let him make hay after that. We'll see how much better they look with Ben back on Sunday. It's going to be an interesting game. Um, theoretically, the Eagles have all the answers to the test in a way that Joe Burrow felt like he also did. And not having Danico Autry again for a second week, it certainly doesn't make your pass rush better. But it would be shocking to imagine a situation where the Titans had a game like they did this past Sunday against the Bengals, where they're held over in the red zone, where they really get little to no pressure on the opposing quarterback, and in addition to that, have a game-ending penalty situation the way that they did with Kevin Strong that did not allow them the opportunity with a minute 53 left on the clock to try and put together a game-tying drive as they would have theoretically been able to do against Cincinnati. So we'll see how it plays out. I'll certainly be there. Titan game day morning will get started with you at 8 a.m. Central Time, and then, of course, I'll be on Titans Radio for the Lee Company Countdown to Kickoff with Blaine Bishop and Mickey Ryan, wherever you get your Titans Radio coverage. Have a spectacular weekend. Enjoy the football, and I'll talk to you next Friday right here on the 615 Sessions Podcast.